Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh my gosh, I can't take it. They double down on stupid every <laughs> single time. They can't stop, yeah. Joe. I uh, know. They cannot stop. The libs, their media buddies, their media bootlicking acolytes, they cannot stop. My wife just walked in the room here, Joe. Yeah. And she's like, what are you going to talk about today? I said, you know, I had a whole big show lined up, but I got to change the beginning around because I just can't believe how many people, liberal media goofballs, clowns, jokers, non-serious people are throwing away any remnant of professional credibility they had left in an effort to defend this absolute hoax of a case. It's incredible. And the walls are crumbling at their feet. And, and it's it, doesn't just, matter, it doesn't though. matter. They don't care. They're just ignoring it. It reminds me again of that <laughs> that gif of from Leslie Nielsen from the, the Naked Gun series. Everything's fine here, folks. There's all explosions going off in the background. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. It's I, I can't get over it. Folks, just smile today, though, knowing Trump's approval is up. His approval amongst Republicans is the second highest for an, uh, you know, an intra party approval rating we've seen in, in modern history. The media's approval ratings are in the can. And people who care about Russia based on polls is less than 1% of the population. Just smile a little bit because I know it's tough. Every day I get these emails and people say, Dan, what are we going to do? We need the arrest now. I Listen, I'm with you. I get it. We need investigations. If there's crimes, we need prosecutions. I get it. I'm just telling you, don't lose the forest for the trees. Tactically speaking. This entire fiasco has, as Joe just said, the walls have completely collapsed. The media has no professional credibility left. The Democrats have immersed themselves in a swamp of fake Russian collusion to the detriment of focusing on any substantive issue. Donald Trump's approval is up. The media approval is in the can. We are actually winning here. I will get, by the way, to the substantive uh, investigations, too, today during the show. But uh, I got a lot to get to. Producer Joe, how are you today? You doing all right? I'm doing well. I got through the rain. Okay. On the, in Maryland, it's you just had a rough commute. you wouldn't believe. We were, yeah, we were sent out. Joe was telling me, oh, man, he's called me. I don't know if we're going to make it. It'll be 15 <laughs> minutes. So he was right on time. We, we start at the same time every day. because so. I have a very heavy foot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell. So, if the you know, state troopers out there, if you see Joe's car, yeah. it's an emergency. He needs like one of those <laughs> yellow lights they give to construction. You know, up in uh, up in New York, they do it backwards. <laughs> the uh, emergency light for cops is red. Ah. All around the country, it's blue. Yeah. In New York, it's backwards. Uh, the cops are red and the firemen are blue. And then the construction People, they get those yellow lights. Joe, you need one of those yellow <laughs> lights on the top. Starsky and Hutch thing. Put the yellow ball emergency. <laughs> like nice that. compliment, by the way, from a listener who thought your uh, your drops have been fantastic, uh, which I agree with. Thank you. But uh, so what prompted me today? And I'm yeah. gonna, this is what I want to start off with. Uh, Chris Eliza at CNN, who, uh, listen, I don't know the guy now. I, I, it's not personal at all, um, who is just the, I mean, his, his predictions have been entirely discredited. I tweeted him back a photo of him predicting Trump had, and I'm quoting, zero chance of winning the presidency. <laughs> Why you would say something so dumb, that, that, that's, that's factually not correct. Zero. Ch- you, Trump could have not possibly have had zero chance of winning the presidency. He's in the race. Him, him, him being in the race gives him more than zero. But he, uh, I, I tweeted out a Washington Post uh, article he wrote about that. 
But Saliza tweeted this morning, say it with me. The FBI investigation was prompted by George Papadopoulos meeting with a professor working with the FBI, not because of the Steele dossier. Here we go again. Oh, my gosh. Police state ignoramuses like Saliza, who uh, work for the police state and pretend to be media people. Now, for the umpteenth thousand time, trying to change the locus of attention away from the Carter Page FISA debacle. Now we're going back to Papadopoulos. Papa D, Carter Page. Carter Page, Papa D. Papa D, Carter Page. Carter Page, Papa D. This is the Democrat liberal theme song. Whenever one thing breaks bad. Remember the spy story with Halper, which we'll get to in a second? When that broke bad because they were spying on people, they flipped to Carter Page again. Now that the Carter Page debacle's falling apart. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> <laughs> They're calling for Mom. What is she doing back there? What is she doing? They, they, this is the media. This is Saliza. He has no concern at all for his professional credibility in the future. None. He will go down this path. And the minute the Papadopoulos case starts to fall apart again, I'm going to get to that in a second, too. Because the, the Papadopoulos case, I'm glad Saliza's focusing on that one. Because that's where the real scandal is, the push. The minute that falls apart, they'll be right back to Carter Page. Papa D, Carter Page. Papa D, Carter Page. Joe needs to put that to music. Yeah. This is what this is the dance. This is the dance. It's the two-step. It's the liberal media two-step. <laughs> they, they lose one, they go right to the other. They lose the other thing. You know what you remind me of right now? Joe is actually dancing. Yes. He reminds me of uh Cuba Gooding Jr. in uh in Jerry Maguire. Show me the, the money. money. He does the dance in the kitchen. That's exactly the dance Joe's doing right now, if you could visualize that. It's actually not bad either. Joe's got some rhythm. Oh, it, all right. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. The liberal media two-step. Lose one, go right to the next. No, no, no. Now it's not Carter Page. We're going back to Papa D. Papa Dizzle. <laughs> oh, Saliza, please. Gosh, get a clue. Aren't you concerned at all about your tweets aren't going anywhere unless you delete them? <laughs> People five and six and seven years down the road when the political ramifications of this immediate incident die off as the hoax is completely exposed uh. are going to look back on you and mock you. I'm mocking you now, <laughs> but I'm telling you in the future, even Democrats are going to look on you, look at you and be like, how are these idiots so willing to fall into this propaganda trap? Oh, it's a disgrace. Okay. Uh, I got a lot more of this. All right. Today's show, a little different opening today, brought to you by a absolutely wonderful terrific can't say enough about it product one of the um best investments i have ever made um a teeter uh, i really can't say enough about this for your health it has benefited me and my really severe arthritis uh, uh, uh incredibly i can't get enough of it the teeter Teeter's an inversion table, and it uses gravity and your own body weight to decompress your spine and relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves and let me add on your joints as well, your knees, your shoulders. I know Teeter didn't put that. I'm, I'm adding this because I have arthritic shoulders and knees. Yeah, bad. Yeah, I know you do. And it's not just your back. It's It literally takes it, hangs you up to an inversion table. You hang upside down. It's wonderful. And it's so comfortable. My wife said to me, she goes, oh, you know, does that hurt? I go, hurt? I said, I could fall asleep on the thing. It's so great. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, even if you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain, you need a teeter to invert every day and keep your back and joints feeling great. 
I feel like a new man when I get off that thing. I, it's the joints, the back, everything. I do it before the show, clears my head. It decompresses my spine. It's good for my shoulders. Some products I talk about I use regularly. You know, some I don't get to every single day. But this thing, two, three times a day, five-minute rounds. Love it every day. Can't miss it. I've done my homework. This is the best inversion table on the market. Over 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter. They're the best-known inversion table since 1981. They're the only inversion table brand that has been both safety certified by UL Laboratories and FDA registered as a class one medical device. Folks, for a limited time, you can get Teeter's upgraded model of the inversion table with traction handles, easy reach ankle system, and stretch max handles, plus a free vibration cushion for the ultimate muscle relaxation. The regular price is $499, but they're offering it to our listeners today for $349. That's a steal. That's the savings of $150 at Teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. That's Teeter.com slash Dan. Teeter.com slash Dan. Get the Teeter inversion table, a free vibration vibration cushion, free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, although you won't need it, at Teeter.com slash Dan. This product is really amazing. I love it. I just got off it, matter of fact, a few minutes ago. Okay, here's the problem. Just to explain again what's going on here because they don't they don't understand. Saliza does not get that he's walking himself right into a scandal worse than the Carter Page debacle. I wanted to find for you the two debacles in the liberal media and propaganda machine, Democrat, liberal, and rhinos too as well, two-step. They now fully understand, Saliza included, that the Carter Page FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page is a total disaster. Now, they keep going back to this same point, which I roundly debunked yesterday, but apparently, although yesterday was the largest listened to show on a Monday in our history, we absolutely blew it up thanks to you. A few, and I do mean a few, two or three emails I received were confused, a few people were confused about what I was getting at, about why the Carter Page debacle and the FISA thing is so bad for the Democrats. So let's take it out to 30,000 feet where I want to go with this next is I want to describe the two step what the Democrats and Saliza and people in the media are doing. They're going to switch seamlessly back and forth from the destructive page narrative that page was a Russian spy when there's no evidence that that's true to the Papadopoulos started it by meeting with this Australian diplomat and talking about dirt on Hillary. They're both bad narratives, but what they're doing with the two-step, and I want to be clear on this, Joe, if I'm not, please stop me. What they're doing with the two-step is as one story gets bad, they want to take the attention away from it in an acute crisis. The acute crisis was the Saturday evening release of the FISA application against Page, which now conclusively proves the thing was a hoax. Mm-hmm. So in order to distract from the hoax and the police state spying, they're going to move back to Papadopoulos, knowing that it hasn't been in the news recently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you have forgotten the details. As people start to bring up the Papadopoulos incident and all the scams there and the pushing of fake information and the pulling out and the spying operation, and that goes in the news, they'll seamlessly move back to Carter Page a month from now, hoping you forget what was in the FISA application. Folks, don't doubt me. Hat tip Rush Limbaugh. Don't doubt me for a second. This is what Saliz is doing. He doesn't understand the case. What he does understand about the case, he's trying to distract you from the because he's a Democrat. He's a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. He may say he's not. I don't even care what his road registration. He is a dyed-in-the-wool propagandist for the Democrats. Now, 
They're losing the debate now over Page. They know the Page story is devastating. Their defense, as I said to you yesterday, and it confused a few people, this is where I was going with this, mm. is that, well, we don't know what was in the redactions and the warrant to spy on Page. Matter of fact, I've seen this echoed um, even uh, at the Daily Wire. And again, I, I don't understand. I'm not... I'm not getting this. I'm not trying to take pot shots at people again. It's not. I'm, I have no interest in doing that. We need a coalesced effort around what we ideologically believe in. I'm just telling you, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of how probable cause works, and this is where I think I lost people. Joe, I need you here to really okay. stop me if this doesn't make sense. All right. Yesterday, I was trying to explain that you need to meet an evidence standard in court to get a warrant. That evidence standard is probable cause. This crime was probably committed by this person. Here is the evidence. It is. There are multiple standards. There's reasonable suspicion, which is a lower level of standard. There's preponderance of evidence in civil court cases. Um, in in uh, criminal court cases, there's beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. Remember, nothing is ever proven. It's proven beyond a reasonable doubt. There's a difference there. You know, people aren't in court. They're not proven innocent. They're not guilty. There's a difference. Meaning the evidence standard. No one's saying they're innocent. Mm -hmm. They're just saying the evidence standard wasn't met. Copy? Folks, there's a B. I'm not not a lawyer. You don't need to be to understand the basic tenets of the law. I went through multiple, multiple uh, cases and court cases and, and, and training courses. And meeting evidence standards is not complicated. That's what investigators do. Now... What I was trying to suggest to you is the evidence we see. I'm not saying the evidence that's redacted doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm suggesting to you that the evidence we've seen that's not redacted was used to establish that standard. Mm -hmm. That standard. It's black or white. You meet the standard or you do not. Whether... 0.001% of the standard wasn't there because the information was false. Mm -hmm. 10% or what it seems to be in the dossier, 40 to 50% of the evidence was false. The evidence did not meet the standard. I I, I must have confused. A guy emailed me yesterday said, you lost me. I didn't get it. I'm I'm trying to explain this in the simplest form. Evidence you presented to a court. You said... A led to B, led to C, led to D, led to E, which led to our probable cause finding that this guy probably committed this crime. A to B were redacted. They may be true. We don't know. They're redactions. What I'm telling you is C, D, E, and F were in fact false. Therefore, G cannot be. G cannot be. The probable cause finding of G makes no sense because 40 to 50% of the evidence you used was false. There you go. Was unverified. Let me say unverified, just to be clear, let me say unverified because precision matters here. Unverified, meaning you swore that it was true and it was, in fact, not verified. What you're swearing to was not the truth. You did not verify the information. This is in the FBI's own words. The FBI director, Jim Comey, the information they use is salacious and unverified. Do you have number two in the FBI? Uh, You know what? Let me use the crap analogy I (laughs) use. Last night on my NRA TV show, I used the crap analogy. People thought it was funny. I don't mean to be kind of uh, uh, ridiculous or hyperbolic or sensational with this, but some people didn't get this. The FBI director is on the record saying the information's crap. He said it's, quote, salacious and unverified. The information they used to meet an evidence standard. In other words, here's our evidence. We met this standard. The FBI director himself said the evidence in there in the application was salacious and unverified. In other words, the information's crap. 
The number two at the FBI, Andrew McCabe, the number two, right beneath Jim Comey, the deputy director, Mm -hmm. has already acknowledged on the record that the bulk of the document they used to acquire the evidence standard of probable cause was the dossier, and that without the dossier, they would not have met the standard. So Comey, the info's crap. The number two, the the number two at the FBI said the bulk of the document was the crap information, and without the crap information, we wouldn't have had the crap word. These are their words, folks. This is the FBI's. Did, did you miss this yesterday to the conservatives out there, so-called conservatives and Republicans out there, and some of them are conservatives, were attacking? I don't understand. Did you miss any of this? The head of the counterintelligence division, Bill Prystep. Supervising the case, when asked about the crap information in the dossier, they said, did you verify the crap? What was his answer? No, the verification process was in its infancy, (laughs) meaning they barely verified the crap that Comey acknowledged was crap. And McCabe acknowledged that the document they used and presented to the court was mostly the crap. They couldn't verify the crap because it was nothing but crap. It was nothing but crap. That's it. But the crap gets worse. (laughs) Oh, no. The lead investigator on the case, working under price step, Peter Stroke, a senior level FBI <laughs> manager, in text messages he didn't think any of us were going to read, when talking about the case to his paramour, his love interest there, Lisa Page, says, says in there, there's no there there. So now we know the information's crap. The crap information was the bulk of the evidence they used. The verification of the crap was crap and was in its infancy. And when asked about the totality of crap, the lead investigator says there's no there there. And there are still people sacrificing their entire professional reputations to save these guys and give them the benefit of the doubt when they have not proven us right one time. Not one time. Mm. There has not been one significant component of this investigation where the investigators in the DOJ have come clean and actually been accurate. There have been little minor hiccups here and there where they've tried to beat us on process stuff. But the big issues, the existence of a spy, the existence of the dossier, the dossier is a substantive component of the warrant. There is nothing they've been proven correct about. Why do you give these people the benefit of the doubt? This is fork one, Carter Page. That is completely falling apart now. Saliza knows it. Other people know it. Some Republicans who hate Donald Trump know it. But they're desperate, desperate to salvage the reputation of the DOJ and the FBI because they know when this thing blows up, Donald Trump is going to have been proven right the entire time and the egg is going to be all over their faces. Now, Saliza and and, and his his liberal media machine and the rhino class, in a desperate attempt to short-term salvage their reputation, because long-term, they're finished. Trust me on this. Long-term, this is going to be an absolute humiliation. Not only are the media folks like Saliza going to be proven categorically wrong, liars, demonstrably false liars, liars, people who put out propaganda for the Russians and other people. They are going to be shown as aiding and abetting a propaganda effort to lie to the American people. There is no saving them in the long term. They're just hoping short term 
They can salvage their professional reputations by distracting you temporarily by doing the Democrat two-step between fork one and fork two of the case. It was Carter Page. The Carter Page thing falls apart. It was Papa D. Papa D, Carter Page. Papa D, Carter Page. That's all they have. So Saliza now goes back to the Papadopoulos meeting. What's fascinating about this, again, because people have seem, seem to have forgotten the details of this. Papadopoulos meets with this Maltese professor, Joseph Mifsud, in April of 2016. This professor tells Papadopoulos after it's announced that he's joined the Trump team as a foreign policy advisor. By the way, a low level guy. Nobody's disputing that. No one credible, which eh. eliminates Saliza and a lot of these other guys, but no one credible. But he, there's no question he had joined the Trump team as a foreign policy advisor. No one's disputing the facts on that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you the real scandal here is not the pull of information out of Papadopoulos later. Saliza's trying to confuse you by conflating multiple different storylines, and he seems to forget that it appears now, according to John Solomon's reporting, that the FBI did not have just one case open on open on this operation. They had Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which started July 31st. And according to some reporting by John Solomon, there was another operation, Operation Dragon, where they talk about, uh, remember I, I addressed this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They have text, say, hey, we, can we exchange lists to, to vet people yep. on the Trump team? What? What? What, what, what do you exchange lists between who? Here's the problem. The meeting with Papadopoulos and Downer in this bar in London, this is important, where Downer, it's alleged, hears from Papadopoulos about some dirt on Hillary. Remember, Papa, uh, Downer's saying now there was no mention of emails. Downer himself, the, uh, this, uh, this Australian diplomat in London meets with Papadopoulos. He meets with Papadopoulos in May. He says, well, he told us he told us about some information on Hillary, whatever it is. He goes then to the the uh, was it the charge in the U.S. embassy and shuttles that information through the State Department to the FBI. Remember the information laundering scheme because there is no official intelligence. So instead of Downer going to his own Australian intelligence, passing it on to the CIA and vetting the info, that's not what he does. I believe there's a reason for that. I believe they were laundering the information. To prevent, to prevent if official formal information vetting channels, uh, therefore downers related through the State Department of the, uh, the United States State Department, not the Central Intelligence Agency, and certainly not the Australians first, because they would have been laughed at. But I'm telling you, this is not the scandal. Saliza's so playing right into our hands. He doesn't even know it. The real scandal of this case is not even Carter Page. That's bad enough that they spied an American citizen. The real scandal is the push. We're focusing and Saliza's focusing on this. Oh, well, Papadopoulos met with this guy and said that the Russians may have had some information on Hillary or whatever it is. By the way, there's nothing even remotely illegal about that. And how that would start a major FBI investigation is absurd. They could have just interviewed Papadopoulos, but no one did. They interviewed him later in January. The scandal's the push. The scandal is not the downer meeting. The scandal is the Mifsud meeting in April, months earlier. Why? 
because the poll was downer pulling the information out of Papadopoulos to relay to the State Department, to launder the information, to get it into the FBI. The push on the information is Mifsud telling telling uh, Papadopoulos in their April meeting that, hey, you know the Russians have something on Hillary, according to press reports, by the way. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that according to contacts who know Mifsud, who's absolutely disappeared. Oh, isn't that convenient, Joe? Yes. He was interviewed by the FBI in February. He's conveniently disappeared. Mifsud's own professional contacts say he's a Western intelligence asset, folks. This is the scandal. Salissa's totally ignorant to this. Or he's just one of, or either that or I'm sorry, but he's, or he's just so dumb. He doesn't understand. He's playing right into the hands. Carter, I can't wait for you to change the narrative from Carter Page to Papadopoulos. Because once we find out who Mifsud was really working for, now it's not only that the FBI um, and, uh, and, and, and intelligence assets pulled information out of Papadopoulos. They, people in Western intelligence may very well have put it into Papadopoulos by suggesting in the April meeting that they had information on the Russians. Do you see what this, that that's the whole essence of the setup? The essence of the setup is if Mifsud is a Russian asset, as Democrats, liberals, and the media want you to believe, and potentially Saliza, but I don't even think he knows that much about the case. I'm just being candid. I don't, he may not even know who Mifsud is. The whole liberal narrative is this Russian asset, Mifsud in April, meets with a Trump advisor, tells him about the Russians having information on Hillary. That Papadopoulos, that Trump advisor, then goes back and tells an Australian diplomat, boom, we got a case. Look, someone was spying for the Russians, assisting in collusion. Ladies and gentlemen, the linchpin to this entire operation, the whole thing will collapse. Joe, as Joe said before, the walls will come crumbling down at, at, at light speed if it is uncovered that Mifsud was not a Russian asset, that a Western intelligence asset planted information in Papadopoulos oh. to then pull out later by FBI people working with the FBI and the State Department, no less. Do you understand the scandal? that is but see Saliza doesn't get that he thinks you already forgot about Papadopoulos <laughs> ladies and gentlemen where's Miss Sud where is he the FBI interviewed him in February he hasn't been heard of since listen I'm not suggesting he's dead don't don't get into the X-Files yeah, stuff yeah, nah. I'm asking you a practical real world question that nobody can, if you can e email us, if you can answer it. Where is Joseph Mifsud? This guy, Mifsud, is supposed to be the linchpin to the whole case. If what Saliz is saying, that the, I'm quoting him, the FBI investigation was prompted by George Papadis meeting with a professor working with the FBI, not because of the Steele dossier. One, he's all confused. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. In this. Let's just because he's confusing the professor with Downer. With, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But let's just suggest for a minute he did, which he doesn't. That did now the liberal media's new narrative is going to be, let's go back to Papadopoulos and forget about this page stuff. Forget about the fact that they spied an American citizen on debunked, unverified information, according to the FBI's own words, Joe. The new train of attack is going to be, let's go back to Fork 2. Papa Dave, Papa Dizzle. Let's go back to Papa Dizzle. No, no, it started with Papa Dizzle because a Russian agent told him about 
Russian dirt on Hillary, which he then relayed to an Australian ambassador, which made its way to the FBI. If that's your new line of attack, I am cautioning you strongly in the strongest of terms here to maintain some semblance of historical professional credibility. You are walking into a trap of which you have no idea. The Mifsud thing is going to be exposed. This guy cannot hide forever. And at some point, the the identity of Mifsud and who he was actually working for He has extensive connections to Western intelligence assets. Mifsud denies, by the way, mentioning anything about the emails. About emails to Papadopoulos. If it is disclosed that this was a plant the whole time to interact with a Trump team person, to plant fake information, which they intended to pull out later, through Halper and spies and others and diplomats they were friendly with through State Department contacts. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand this is the essence of the scandal? But these guys don't get that. Saliza doesn't get because he's ignorant to the facts of the case. They don't understand that at all. The big scandal, I, I said this when I spoke at the Florida Sunshine Summit, the biggest part of this scandal, never, ever, ever get out of your head, is the Papadopoulos fork. The page stuff is bad enough. I'm not suggesting it's not scandalous that they spied an American citizen, which, again, according to the FBI's own words, debunked information. I'm not suggesting that's not a scandal. I'm telling you this case is so devastating that the bigger scandal is forked too. And you should pray that the media continues to focus on Papadopoulos. Because when Papadopoulos, who pushed the information into Papadopoulos, if it was a Western intelligence asset, it will be absolutely irrefutable that the Trump team was framed. But the media is remarkably uncurious about this. They don't want to know where Mifsud is. No interest at all. No interest in his friend, Roe, and others saying, well, Mifsud's not a Russian asset. He's a wet. He's a, his contacts are Western intelligence agencies. None. No interest at all. Zero. Folks, they're walking into a trap. I want to, you know, yesterday's show, I get it, can be a little bit depressing. Everybody wants answers. They want arrests. They want prosecutions and investigations. I understand. I'm sympathetic. But I want to leave you with some good news. You know, listen, if my optimistic nature here on this case bothers you, I understand. I can't. The show's free. I'm not going to force you to listen to it. I, I, I love, love my audience to death. I am not. I love that you're here. I love that we have people that disagree. That's why I give out my email. I answer. But I'm, I'm just being honest with you. It's not an act. We are winning this. On the political tactical front, we are winning. The poll numbers are obvious. And don't tell me that doesn't matter. I want people in handcuffs. Really? I want people in power. Because I want people who understand constitutional limits of power and power. I don't want Democrats in power who are police state tyrants. If I have to sacrifice a, a, you know, a, a couple of prosecutions to maintain some semblance of political and tactical advantage, I'm willing to do it. I do want to see investigations and prosecutions, but I'm telling you we are winning. The Democrats are being baited into a trap. You need more proof of this. Folks, Trump could declassify this thing tomorrow. The whole FISA application. Everything. 
He could declassify it right now. Why is he not doing that? What I don't understand is how people who believe Trump is politically smarter than, and I do, I believe, I, I really do. I don't believe everything he's done has been politically smart. I'm, you know, again, I don't do golden calf worship for anyone. But I believe Trump is far more politically astute than people give him credit for. What I don't understand is how people think, and in, in the same folks, Joe, in a kind of corpus callosum split brain experiment, <laughs> that Trump is politically astute, but that Trump is getting played by not declassifying the documents. You can't have it both ways. He's not declassifying this stuff for a reason. There is a clearly a leak investigation going on at the highest levels with Sessions Justice Department. I get it. The recusal was a disaster, a disaster of apocalyptic proportions. I get it. But there is clear as day an investigation going on into felony leaks in the government. Do you think it was by chance that that whole Rand Paul pulling the security leaks thing came out yesterday for John Brennan, uh, Susan Rice? Andy McCabe, do you think that's by by chance? Ladies and gentlemen, we've already had an arrest of a Senate staffer leaking information. I explained to you the significance of the date on the FISA application and the relationship Mm -hmm. to him yesterday. Mm -hmm. There is clear as day something going on. I bring this up because, again, smile a bit. The media are getting smoked. CNN has a lower ratings than Woody Woodpecker reruns on TBS. The media's credibility is in the can. Less than 1% of Americans even give a damn about this Russian collusion thing. And the Democrats are wasting all of their money and time on it. Number two, there are things happening. There's already been an arrest. It, there was a, that clue yesterday of the date. How You can't miss that. There are already things happening. People are there if unquestionably, I, you know, I didn't tie up the, um, I'm sorry, the, the clearance point. Oh yeah. And then um, I'll make it back to the redactions too. I'm sorry. I, I, this is really important stuff. Yeah, you're on a roll, dude. Okay. Number one, why we're winning again. This is a tactical win for Trump. The time is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the time is not infinite. Okay. In, infinite. I'm not talking about the longitudinal sense. I'm talking about in the acute sense. You can either spend 10 minutes of your day focusing on tax reform, or you can spend 10 minutes of a 24-hour day focusing on Russia. The Democrats have chosen the latter. Nobody cares. They have... Why do you... That point feeds into point number two. Why is Trump not redacting this? Because he loves this. This is platinum winning. It's not even gold. It's like rare earth mineral level winning (laughs) by Trump. He loves this. These idiots keep going and go. Once he, do you understand when he redacts this, it's all over. Ladies and gentlemen, if he were to redact the FISA app, it's over. The Democrats, you may say, oh, yeah, but that's great. We'd get them and we'd put them all in jail and it would be shown how bad the FBI was. Folks, Stop. Stop. I'm begging you. This is a win. People are going to go to jail. The redactions stay because this is rare earth mineral level trolling by Donald Trump. 
It is intergalactic in its success. The longer this goes on, the better this is for Trump. Do you doubt? Do, do you follow the numbers? I'm not trying to be a jerk. I promise you. I have nothing but respect and I adore you. But I sense this macabre atmosphere. I get these emails. Where are they all going down? They're going down. They're going down. Chill. It's working. He could redact it tomorrow. Do you think he's stupid? The same people who email me how wonderful Trump is, they say, oh, but he's getting pulled. Why doesn't he just redact and everybody go to jail? Why? Why? Every day it gets worse for them. Ladies and gentlemen, I can almost guarantee you, according to people I trust with my life, the redactions are worse than what you've seen. Oh, yeah. Why let it out now? Let him stew. You think that all of a sudden, not, oh, by the way, why? Now, so there we go. Politically, it's working. Number two, why not redact? Why? It's a political winner. Keep these idiots focused on a complete hoax. A complete hoax. They will do nothing else. They have wasted all of their time and assets on this, okay? Number three, why the security clearance debate yesterday? Sarah Sanders came out. You think this is all, again, people with Trump, they get confused. With Trump, oh man, Trump's a tactical genius. But man, did he get played? How come these guys still have security clearances? How are those two things true? I am on a roll today. Yes, you one are. of my favorite shows I've ever done. I'm actually enjoying this so much. I'm not even looking at any of my notes because I just find new things as I talk. <laughs> Again, first, he's getting played, not redacting this. Are you sure about that? Point number two, he's getting played. John Brennan, Clapper, McCabe, Susan Rice, they still have security clearances. Really? He's getting played? You sure about that? You sure he's getting played? I think you are deeply confused as to who the puppet master is here. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a leak investigation going on right now. We know this. There is a person who has already been investigated and has a charging document in a court. James Wolfe, a staffer for the Senate uh, Intelligence Committee. He's al- there's already a charging document out there. For leaking classified information. By the way, the date of the FISA app, if you listen to yesterday's show, the actual physical copy is the same date that that Senate staffer, according to the charging document, talked with his his, uh, reporter friend. You think that's an accident? Why produce that specific one and leave that date unredacted? Uh, maybe, Maybe a wink, maybe a nod. Folks, they let these people have the security clearances. I am absolutely convinced because they knew they were leaking. And if they pulled their security clearances, there would be they would lose they would lose their cudgel against them. It's their security clearance now which enables them to still if they needed to access information, access information they had created in the past in this false hoax scandal. It is the very maintenance of those security clearances that has allowed people investigating, doing a filtering operation to filter out who the leakers are to make sure that they're still in the leak net. They're not in the leak net once their security clearances are revoked. I'm convinced this investigation is wrapping up. That is why all of a sudden the White House came out with this. This is not an accident. It came out yesterday. Oh, we're looking at revoking their security clearances. You think this is a mistake? Oh, they just thought of this now after two years. The names were not a mistake either. 
How are they going to, if they revoked the security clearances, they wouldn't have had a charge to violate the security clearance if the people with the security clearance were leaking to the media, but the security clearance has been revoked. Are you tracking me? Yes. If what a felony leak in violation of your sworn statements so you would uphold your security clearances that you will not leak to the media, and then you leak to the media, you may be liable for a felony leak of sensitive information. Now, just because you've lost your clearance doesn't mean you still can't be investigated for leaks. Let me be clear. But do you think it's just possible that they understood many of them were leaking the entire time and allowed them to continue to do so to flush out their networks? Oh, that's not possible. It already happened. The guy Wolf, read the indictment. They let him rock and roll for months. The Senate staffer. The indictment's allegations are damning. All right, one more point before I, I... Last point on this, how we're winning. They're setting a trap here. Now, whether this trap is deliberate or just due to grotesque media stupidity is up to you. How you... I, I, I don't know what it is, honestly. I don't know if the media are smart and they're just trying to temporarily save their reputations or if they're just dumb. But I'm telling you, people like Saliza are falling in a trap. In your temporary effort to distract from Paige and constantly two-stepping, I'm telling you, and I want to put icing on this cake before I move on, that going down, the, oh no, it wasn't Paige anymore. Uh, this is bad, but it was just the Papadopoulos stuff. You are walking into the biggest spying frame scandal set up in U.S. history. You think Trump doesn't know this? He has read the declassified information. There's zero question about that. He knows they have nothing. He knows it's a hoax. And my guess is he knows a whole lot more about Joseph Mifsud than you and I do. Let the media continue the games. History, I'm telling you, is going to absolutely humiliate them. We're winning. Don't forget it. By the way, one last, I'm sorry, one last thing on this. It is time to go further. Now that it appears the investigation into the leaks is wrapping up based on Sarah Sanders' statements yesterday, it's time to go further. Don't mistake what I said earlier for me not promoting investigations and prosecutions where warranted. Don't mistake that for a second. I'm just telling you on the political end, that these are separate issues, and on the political end, they're getting smoked. But where these leaks, especially the, the the potential felony leak in January, the existence of the Mike Flynn phone call to the Russian ambassador, the unmasking case, someone someone needs to go to jail for that. If they can, in fact, prove the, uh, unlike the liberals, we need evidence. But if the evidence is there, someone needs to go to jail. There's no passes. It's time to go further. Do not let them off the hook. Now that the Russian collusion hoax has been finally exposed for the hoax it is, it is time to double down on Spygate. Nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets a pardon. No one. Nobody. You like the new rules, Democrats? Justice is coming back. This time it's going to be actual justice, though. Fruds. All right. Um, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. We love Brickhouse. Uh, their product, Field of Greens, is terrific. Got a really nice review I sent on to Miles, the owner of the company yesterday. Woman loves it. She feels great since she's been taking it. Um, you know, a lot of us have poor diets. It's due to work schedules, kids running around all day, uh, taking them to soccer games, gymnastics, all kinds of meetings. There, You know, it, it's tough. It's tough to buy fresh fruits and vegetables and take the time to prepare them. But we all know we should be doing it. Everybody's told us that for generations. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Look at 
the studies. Cognitive improvement, long-term health, your heart health, a healthy diet stacked with fruits and vegetables is unquestionably the key to a long, robust, healthy, fruitful life. We know that, pun intended, fruitful. Now, a lot of us don't have the time. I have the solution for you right now. This is the best fruit and vegetable supplement on the market. And when I say supplement, I don't mean like this isn't a vitamin. This is real food. It's ground up, healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables. It's not extract. It's not some cheap derivative product. This is actual ground up real food. It comes in a powder. It tastes delicious. It has kind of a cherry blueberry tinge to it. You put it, it, you put it in orange juice, put it in cranberry juice, put it in green tea, V8, like I put in, I love it. I take it three times a day. It is absolutely terrific. I give it to my kids, my wife, and I've never felt better. The product is called Field of Greens. It is your fruit and vegetable insurance. It sells like mad. Their original stock of it, they ran out immediately. Now, thankfully, we're all stocked up. It takes a long time to produce this stuff because it's high quality fruits and vegetables. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of Field of Greens today. You will not regret it. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm not to repeat this stuff, but go showing you how, because yesterday was not, in, in, the timing of it was not inconvenient. The timing was perfect. The timing about revoking security clearances from Brennan, the leakers, Clapper, and all this other, uh, you know, the media's going wild about. Mm -hmm. The timing was perfect. There is an investigation again going on. We know that. You may not be happy with the pace of it. I totally understand. I get that. The government works, sadly, at a glacial pace. I wish it were the private sector it worked quicker. But don't forget, we've already seen evidence of this sting operation that's been going on to flush these leakers out. Remember again the Donald Trump Jr. story. Oh, Donald Trump Jr. was contacted by WikiLeaks with a code to access information. The media, oh, oh, we got him now. We got that Don Trump Jr. But what was convenient about that case? They got the date wrong. WikiLeaks had already, already released the information publicly. The date the, quote, sources got, Joe, mm -hmm was the wrong date. Mm -hmm. Now, what's convenient about this, don't forget this, is it was reported as fact by multiple sources. Ladies and gentlemen, it is clear as day to me, as a former federal investigator myself, that this, along with the Deutsche Bank story and the Mike Flynn was asked to contact the Russians as a candidate, they got that wrong too. These were all air quotes, your credible sources that reported this, that that was clearly evidence of some sort of an information sting to flush out leakers. How did all of these media outlets get it wrong? The media can't have it both ways, Joe. They can't say on one hand, we use credible sources for reporting about Donald Trump mm -hmm. and then all report the story wrong. And then on the other hand, say, oh, well, we only have crap sources and that's why the story was wrong. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. am suggesting to you that the media sources on the Don Trump Jr. story, he was contacted by WikiLeaks with cryptic information. Uh, sir, the information's already on the internet. It's so cryptic it's on the internet. They gave the wrong date. I'm suggesting to you the sources were in fact credible. They were just being flushed out. Combine. Uh, I hate to use the Miami Vice analogy again, but it's important. Remember the Miami <laughs> Vice movie with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx? They, they're trying to flush out a leaker in law enforcement. Yeah. So they give different dates 
to different entities about a drug delivery, knowing it's going to leak to the drug dealers because there's a rat in the police department, but they don't know where it is. The FBI, the DEA or the Miami police. So they feed information and they feed different dates to different entities. When the information try- finally gets back to the drug dealer and he calls them up and goes, hey, there's going to be a delivery on September 4th. September 4th was only the date they'd given. So I think it was DEA or whatever. It doesn't matter. But they'd given different dates. You see, folks, you getting this? The same thing happened in the Don Trump Jr. Explosive story. On September 4th, they disclosed to Don Trump Jr. a key to access WikiLeaks information. That was the wrong date. The so-called key to the... By the way, Don Trump Jr. didn't even answer. He basically got spammed by WikiLeaks. The information was already public. What, a key to the internet? It's called Google. The date was wrong. But, ladies and gentlemen, credible sources swore to it. Maybe those credible sources were being flushed out. We already have a, 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 a potential prosecution in this case. We already have a guy. They already have a Senate staffer. Serious allegations here. I'm not telling you not to be upset. I'm just telling you Trump knows more than we do. Have some faith that behind the scenes, there are things going on. And if if Trump really thought this was doing substantive damage, he would have redacted this thing a long time ago. Okay. Um, all right. One final one. I got some stories to get to. Hey, uh, we got a new sponsor here. I'm pretty stoked to have them on board because you know I love dogs. If you're a listener to the show, we've like adopted uh, my mother-in-law's dogs. Well, they haven't been here in a while and I'm a little upset. Little baby and Linda, that's her two names. Linda, Linda, the Spanish Linda, not Linda, the name. Like, So we, uh, I'd love them by the dogs. I do. I want to get one. I'm thinking about getting a German Shepherd myself, but I hear they shed a lot. So, but I need a dog. I love dogs. But when they come over, my mother-in-law's dogs, and we keep them, sometimes we feed them all kinds of human food. And, you know, listen, food is food, but some of it, um, you know, some of it I got to be careful with. You might prepare it the wrong way. So we have we have solved this problem with the farmer's dog. This is the highest quality pet food out there. If you love your pet, this is the pet food for you. Dog food companies claim to use all natural ingredients. But what kind of beef or carrots can sit around on a shelf for years? You ever smell that stuff? It's gross. We can't eat highly processed food every meal and be healthy, and neither can your dog. These are organisms, too. The healthiest food for your dog is real, fresh, unprocessed food. Not that garbage. You open it, you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Introducing the Farmer's Dog, the company helping dogs live longer and healthier lives with fresh, ready-to-serve meals delivered directly to your door. I love, love, love these guys. They're, it's ama- the, it's it, it actually looks like real food, unlike that crap people serve to their dogs. Clever Marketing has convinced pet owners, by the way, to feed unhealthy and highly processed kibble. But the Farmer's Dog is different. You just complete a short questionnaire and a vet-developed meal plan is created just for your dog. Food arrives at your door in pre-portioned packs, ready to open and pour. It's easy and looks and smells like real food. You know why, Joe? Because it's real food. That's shocker. A dog food company has actually managed to create real food, unlike the other junk out there. And food matters. Studies show that even adding fresh food to your dog's diet can reduce cancer risks by 90%. Start feeding your dog better today. Listen to this. Get 50% off your two-week free 
Oh, excuse me, get 50% off your two-week trial of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com. Let me read that again. Start feeding your dog better today. Get 50% off your two-week trial of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com. Thefarmersdog.com. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com to get 50% off your two-week trial. That's thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. You will not regret it, and your pet will love you. Food's amazing. Okay. Um, an article that was in yesterday's show notes that I didn't get to cover because we were on a roll yesterday is Byron York's Washington Examiner piece. I have resubmitted it in today's show notes. Rarely do I uh, re- repeat articles, but it is important. It's important for you to read if you read it yesterday. Um, no need to... Uh, repeat it again today. But um, Byron New York has been doing incredible work over at the Washington Examiner. And he brings up a fascinating point about the Mueller probe, which is another facet of this debacle that I've explained to you, I'm fully convinced now, is an effort to just save the DOJ's reputation, the FBI and Hillary Clinton, uh, the Mueller probe, that is, while keeping the attention on Donald Trump, knowing that there is no collusion. So I don't think this thing is going to wrap up anytime soon. But York brings up a really great point. Mm. We've kind of alluded to this before, too. Folks, the way the federal government judicial process works, it's complicated. They have, it's kind of like New York City and precincts. The judicial system works the same way. There are areas of the country that are divided up into DOJ areas of responsibility. So when I was a federal agent in New York, if you wanted to prosecute a case in our New York office in Manhattan, you would have to go to the Southern District in New York. If you wanted to prosecute a case on Long Island, New York, you would have to go to the Eastern District in New York. There's separate courthouses. There's separate United States attorneys. Um, there's a separate, uh, a, there are separate assistant United States attorneys, separate intake people. Now, they all work for the Department of Justice, and they are federal, um, federal laws they're prosecuting. But the areas of responsibility, the geographic areas of responsibility are different. Now, you have to understand that to understand what's going on with Mueller and why, again, I'm going to make the point to you that the Mueller probe is going nowhere. It is a dog and pony show. It is only meant to keep the attention on Trump, despite the fact that they have nothing. You need proof they have nothing? Read Byron York's piece about what they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mueller's passing off all his cases. He's initiating these cases and then taking the football of the case and handing it off to the Herschel Walker of the Justice Department to run with it. Why? Mueller's mandate, ladies and gentlemen, was to clearly investigate Russian interference in the election and collusion with potential presidential campaigns. That's his mandate. Meaning, according to his mandate, if he gets cases like this, his team should be the prosecutors, the government attorneys, uh, Joe, that are prosecuting the case. You think? You would think. But that's not what's happening. Let me give you some examples. So Cohen, uh, for reasons I still can't understand... Cohen's office is raided. Michael Cohen. That's Trump's attorney, by the way. Cohen, it turns out, unbelievably, is recording conversations with Trump, which is, I I can't, this guy's a lawyer. But that case, however it may have started, was referred out to the Southern District of New York. The special counsel's not prosecuting this, but wait. Folks, don't miss this. This is not inconsequential. Mueller's mandate is to prosecute Russian collusion. 
If this is evidence of Russian collusion, and this is Trump's lawyer, this was his personal lawyer, a guy who's known Donald Trump for eons. If there's evidence of Russian collusion, Joe, would you venture a guess that the lawyer might know about it? I would think so. You would think so. Yes, you would. So why did he refer the case out? Ladies and gentlemen, is it possible Peter Stroke, the lead investigator, was right? That there's no there there? And again, what's what's going to happen is going to be, oh, we'll get him for crimes, just not the crime of collusion. That's your whole purpose for being. Remember, the whole point to the special counsel, Joe, was there's so many conflicts in the Department of Justice that collusion and anything involved with collusion in the Trump investigation has to be investigated by the special counsel. Well, why? You're refuting your whole point. Because the cases that are being picked up by the special counsel, Joe, are being referred where? Right back to the standard old DOJ. Guys, ladies. Listen to what I'm saying again. The whole point to the Democrat, liberal, and the rhino argument was that there are too many conflicts in the Department of Justice. We need a special counsel in Bob Mueller to specifically go after Trump and Russian collusion. All the cases Mueller's bringing up, he's sending right back to the Department of Justice, which defeats the purpose of the special counsel. Capiche? Oh, you say, Dan, that's just one case. Oh, no, wait, there's more. The 12 Russian GRU officers, Joe, who, according to the indictment uh, uh, Mueller handed down, attacked the DNC and hacked into it. It was a thorough indictment. Why isn't Mueller investigating that? Oh, he's not? No, no, he's not. That was referred right back to the DOJ National Security Division. Wow, isn't that special? I thought we needed Bob Mueller for that. But now we don't. Now it goes right back to DOJ. Why don't we just have... What's the purpose of Bob Mueller? Oh, Dan, that's only two. Oh, no, there's more. The Maria Butina case. And by the way, why liberals don't seem to understand. I don't work for the NRA, liberals. I, I know you guys are really idiots, but you think you do some basic research first. I work for a production company that provides content to NRA TV. I don't work for the NRA. I don't speak for the NRA. I'm a member of the NRA. I'm a Second Amendment advocate. Don't mistake the two. But I don't work for the NRA. The Maria Butina case, which, by the way, Joe, has conveniently disappeared now that we found out that the uh, this Russian-connected person met with Obama administration officials. The case has conveniently disappeared. Hmm. Uh, she's, she met with people from the NRA. Yeah, she met with Obama Treasury officials, too. Oh, get rid of that case. Goodbye. See you later. The Butina case, which is supposed to be textbook Russian collusion. Oh, my gosh. She knows Russians. She knows Russians. And she met with a a gun rights group and Obama administration officials. This has to be collusion. Where's that case? Oh, the United States attorney in Washington is prosecuting that, not Mueller? Oh, oh, who's prosecuting Mueller? Mueller? Oh, Manafort with a case also that has nothing to do at all. Nothing. With Trump but has everything to do with covering up misdeeds by people associated with the Clinton orbit. Oh, we'll keep that one. Because Manafort worked with the Podesta group. The Podesta group. Oh, all of a sudden, now we'll hold on to that one. Don't you worry. The Podesta group linked to the Clintons over years. Yeah, let's hold on to that one, Joe. But let's shuttle the rest of these cases right back to DOJ, despite the fact that you told us we needed you and not the DOJ because it was special. 
and we needed to investigate. Clearly not special enough to actually investigate the case. Oh, my gosh. The Boutina thing, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Unreal. Look, she has a picture with people in the NRA. She met with Obama administration officials. Oh, quiet down now. Quiet down. Everybody pipe down on that case. <laughs> and one, one more thing. I'll leave it at this. This is even funnier. The uh, Boutina liberal conspiracy theorists, right? They're like, one of them said, Joe, this, this is, you're going to get a kick out of this show. One of them on Twitter the other day. Man, guys like Bongino, they've been really quiet about the Russia cases. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> what do you even say about? Yes, yes, we, Joe. We have been absolutely crickets on the Russia case. Yes. You are so terrified to talk about the Russia case. We never talk about it ever. Joe, have we mentioned the Russia case? Uh, we should be talking about it a little bit. Uh, but maybe I should write a book on it. Oh, no, we did that too. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> Joe has an entire soundboard dedicated to the Russia case. Joe, maybe we should do a podcast on the Russia case, you think? I don't know. <laughs> if people would like it. <laughs> Nah, they'd hate it. No, forget it. No good. Maybe we should record this one again and do it on the Russia. Oh, we did it on the Russia case. That's it. Oh, folks, you wonder why I wake up every morning either laughing or crying. At oh, I'm not man. kidding you. Someone actually tweeted that. Someone actually tweeted, man, they've been awfully quiet, Bonchino, on the Russia case. Oh, my God. The stupid, it's spreading rapidly. It's like 28 days later. The virus is spreading. Disinfect your homes and cars. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please check out the show, uh, show notes uh, at Bongino.com. Please subscribe to our email list. It's growing incredibly fast. And if you don't mind, subscribe to the show. I appreciate you all downloading the show and listening. Um, and that matters. We get credit for that on Spotify and, and SoundCloud um, and iTunes iHeartRadio. But when you subscribe, you click the follow button. It's free. It's not going to mess with your phone or anything. There's no money associated with those. It's all free. Uh, but that's what actually drives us up the chart. So I'm humbly asking you to please subscribe. iTunes, iHeart, whatever platform, uh, all of them if you choose, SoundCloud. Um, we really appreciate it. You can always listen at Bongino.com. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.